ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Rewind Wrestling Network, where I, your host, Ted, will be with my co-hosts, the New Master of the South, Tyler Peters, and the Brazilian Destroyer, Vinicius, as we talk all things professional wrestling happening in the professional wrestling world, the indies, the pros, everywhere you go. Let's get right into Rewind Wrestling Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Rewind Wrestling Network. I am here with my co-host, Tyler Peters, and our new co-host, the man, the beast, the Brazilian destroyer, Vinicius. And we are here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. We're calling this Rewind Wrestling Radio this week, and who knows, the name could stay that way. But uh, Jolt and Joe kicked the bucket on the wrestling radio thing, and so he, uh, he retired he ran off into the sunset. Notice, though, that he's been tweeting us all week. Guys, I really want to hear your thoughts on this. And then uh, Joe's been on it. Like, he's already jonesing to come back and talk to us about stuff. But it is okay. Joe's going to be coming back and doing some fun stuff with us as we move forward in the future. Uh, he'll be here for panels and for some discussions and maybe some some previews for some bigger pay-per-views and stuff like that. So we're excited that when we'll get to have him back. I am so excited though to move forward with this crew because I think that this mix of the show is going to be fantastic. Um, the people don't want to hear me talk as much. They want to hear what you two guys have to say. And so as we get to the format of the show as it is now, uh, I'm going to be taking a little bit of a backseat and just trying to get your thoughts on a lot of things that are happening in wrestling. Of course, I'll give my two cents, even though it's not wanted sometimes, but you know, you guys will tell me to shut up and we'll move on. Uh, especially Tyler. He'll tell me to shut up every damn day. He does it all the time. He just steps on me. It's I know. I'm a, I'm a troublemaker, man. What can I say? Oh, man. Jeez. So <laughs> So we are uh, we're in the midst of of trying to rename our show, and we purposefully held this conversation off to do it on air because a we're lazy and we don't want to type that much on you know with our thumbs on on the old Twitter machine, and b uh, you know we 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 want you guys to have a little bit of input as our listeners. We know that all twelve of you that are our listeners out there are uh, are deeply impacted by what the name of this show is, and so we need you to tell us what this is going to be and so uh, obviously one of the options i think guys is rewind wrestling radio um you know like we're like we're calling it this week i even have a fun little graphic that i made for it but i don't really care i'm not married to it uh let's let's go round robin here let's go to tyler first because technically tyler's been on this show the longest i mean <laughs> technically okay. he's the, he's the old he's got seniority now. tyler with oh, the seniority yeah oh, that's scary yeah. yeah, Tyler, what do you think, man? What's a good name for the radio show? I, I like the one you had. I, I, I tell you what, I'm not the person to, to do this, though. I, I'll be honest with you guys, because you guys have more Do the show, time. Tyler? It's the first episode together. You're, you're, you're so <laughs> yeah. defeatist. Well, you know, I can't help it. It's some of the wrestling angles we're going to talk about. That's why, you know, it's got me a little defeated, but I, I digress. I, you know, hey, I like what we got, but... I'm interested to hear what you guys got because I think you'll have some great ideas. Well, I think one of the first things that came to my mind is just call it we'll watch it because nobody else is because there's so much <laughs> wrestling on television right now. So we will do it for you. We'll take the bullet. We'll watch 11 hours of wrestling. We'll run it through in a pretty concise 60 minutes for you. You don't have to waste 11 hours of your life. You can not even waste. You can enjoy one hour. So I think we'll watch it works um uh because of that because man 
and it seems like it's growing, you know, like, uh, uh, it seems like everybody's going to add an hour of, of, uh, television here or there. So we'll watch it. You guys can just watch us. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's all cool. right. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. I like that. Something else that I had kind of toyed around with, um, was rewind the ring radio. And it kind of takes, it's kind of, you know, it kind of plays on the words a little bit. I'm not in love with it, but uh, you know, I, I'd be eager to hear what you guys have to say about that. If you tell me, Hey, Ted, that sucks. Don't ever say that again. Then we don't say that whenever again, you know? No, I like it. I like it. I was also thinking uh, um, uh, wrestling for the end of the world, because if you guys saw the presidential debate, we're at the end of the world, gentlemen. So here we are. I'm glad so I missed let's it. Get, yeah. Let's get weird. It's the end of the world. <laughs> what is wrestling going to do? How far, you know, how cinematic are the matches going to become? How bad are some of the shows going to become? Uh, wrestling uh, at the end of the world. I like that one. Stone Cold Steve Austin moderating. I, I still vote for that the next one. Let's do it. So wrestling the end of the world? Uh, yeah, wrestling the end of the world. I like that, actually. You, see, you just made it better. Swig a beer for the working man. Yeah, absolutely. Our co-host who joins us next week, Stone Cold Steve Austin. There you Jesus. go. Let's say. I wish. Hey, there we false go. False advertising. That's no, false no, advertising. Not false. <laughs> get sued. Ted, no, no, no. He'll be here next week. He told me himself. So. Oh, dude. Okay. And then next week for Stone Cold Steve Austin. Is he, is he working CCW too? No, like... I, no, I'll try out when he's on the show, but. <laughs> that would just, be awesome. A little bird told me <laughs> Steve Austin's going to be on the show next week. So put that out there. Awesome. Awesome. That is cool. Yeah. Any, any other, any other ideas? Uh, you know, I'm not, not much help. I, you know, I'm going to laugh about I it. See that, Tyler. Come more on, man. I, I know. Uh, you're going to have to start pulling your weight. Okay. I know Joe, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm dropping the ball. I, I know it. Anymore, okay. We have four. Um, I, I know it. I know. We have four options right now. Yeah. We have, okay. we have rewind wrestling radio. We'll watch it. Radio rewind the ring radio. And wrestling the the end of the world. I like those options. I, I could do all of them. I'm I, I'm fine with all of them. Okay. All right. So so yeah, we're gonna good. put that up on the uh, as as Bully Ray would say, we're gonna put that on the old Twitter machine. Oh yeah. All right. So we're gonna do a Twitter there poll. You go. So it'll go live. That poll will go live at the same time as this episode, which will be six p.m. tomorrow night, which is Friday night. We we, we record on Thursdays when we do the pre-recorded episodes. Uh, so that'll be 6 p.m. Friday. That'll go live, and it will be a six-day poll. And so we want to get as many votes on it as possible. I want to get, yeah, I want to get as many people there as possible. Please remember to like, comment, share, subscribe at uh, at Rewind Podcast. Um, and and, and it's a nice, on- it's a nice little lead-in for SmackDown. I know that they need it. You know, uh, they need a nice lead-in, so it's a good lead-in. You can see all the wrestling for the week. And you can watch your SmackDown or whatever you want to do on a Friday night. Exactly. Take your exactly. best girl out for a soda pop and ice cream. What I don't know what kids do these days. I don't know. I, I don't know either. Don't <laughs> ask me. In the days oh. of COVID, do they even have ice cream, you know, like in soda pop? I don't know. I don't know, man. Not sure. uh, it's not in Pennsylvania. We've been locked down <laughs> since March, man. Uh, uh, you, you guys have friends. You guys get to have there. wrestling shows. I'm just saying. It's true. We get <laughs> to spread COVID. <laughs> no, that's true yeah that may be the thing that's yeah. a florida pastime is giving other people covid <laughs> jesus well i mean apparently because i mean look at what happened to the wwe and to oh. aew in the last two weeks jesus yeah, but i know true. i know for a fact that uh the wwe has amazing protocols that they're taking care of over there so you know aew who knows ted 
who knows? I'm just kidding again. I'm sure they're all doing really good uh, uh, things to stop the spread. But, you know, yeah. Florida gives a pretty, you know, pretty free license to do whatever you want. Yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. my six-month-old owns a gun. So it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, see, that's wild. I, I want pictures of that. <laughs> I want the proof. Where's the proof? Right, Photoshop you. Okay. an Uzi in there. Yeah, just there do it. Like a, 90s, like a 90s VHS quality <laughs> Uzi. Yeah. So then you could say, yeah, this is a black blob. Like, she's holding a cat. What are you talking about? You know? Put it on the Snapchat machine. Like, <laughs> you got to have fun. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. I, uh, I also, while, we, while we've got a couple seconds left before we get into our first segment here, I want to do our, our, cheap, our cheap plugs here for the day. Um, so initially, like right before Joe told me that he was retiring, I was supposed to do all this stuff for CCW. And some guy over at CCW like told me, hey, yeah, we're going to do all this stuff and I'm going to and you're going to do all this stuff and it's going to be great. And then I never got to it because Joe told me he was retiring. I was like, well, screw me. All right. I got to go find a new host. And, you know, so uh, so I didn't get to that. So I've decided I'm going to take a new a new route with that, actually, because um, and, and I'm, I'm kind of pulling for Venetius's plug here. Here a little bit but um i think what i'm going to do is instead of doing the some of the older stuff that's on the channel and i might do some of that eventually uh they've got this new show that happens every tuesday night and it, it, it's every seven o'clock right on tuesday seven o'clock tuesday nights and they, 705 they've had, they've had three episodes so far it's called alive wrestling and uh they're doing a really nice job with it and so i'm going to take uh you know the the Lanny Poffo commentary as much as I possibly can, and uh, the and guy I'm hasn't the guy hasn't used toilet paper in thirty years, right? Yeah, that's right? true. He, he has, has a bidet, day, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so, Classic. So we're so I'm going to take that show and I'm going to be reviewing that show. I'm going to start with episode one and I'm going to do it probably on Sunday. Uh, oh, awesome! You know, Great. so I'm hoping I'm hoping to do that. And what I will do is I will review the three episodes that are up so far. And uh, those will come out sometime in the next week and a half or so, one at a time. I'll do one a week. And so that's coming up for the, for the network. And uh, I'm hoping that I can get Will to commit to doing a talking shop episode. Cause it's been a couple months since we did talking shop and he and I were doing a great thing and it was, it was getting some, some listens. It was, it was cool. We were talking um, all those things about like what these things are in pro wrestling for that person in your life. Like my wife who sits and suffers through wrestling with me because she, you know, because she loves me and she's like, Ted, what the hell is that? That was stupid. Why is that happening? And she's talking about a battle royal. She doesn't know why someone lost see, because they went yeah. over the top rope. Yeah, gotcha. So, so it's a show that kind of explains professional wrestling for the novice and for our Wonderful. younger listeners um, who are who maybe grew up in the two thousands era of wrestling and don't really know anything other than spot matches because that's a thing now. So, no, Ted, you got you got to have me on. I'll show them how to how to cut a blizzard. You know what I'm saying? Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> let's, yeah let's get deep, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get deep. You're going to be like Shark Boy on that dark side of the ring thing. Exactly. I'm going to be blackballed, you know, from the kayfabe. Uh, And Tyler, I know you've got a ton of stuff going on, man. Oh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now. Yeah, well, I've you know been writing wrestling, you know all the rumors, trying to keep up with Dave Meltzer on the uh, daily stuff for all everything entertainment.com. Still doing Tyler's take, but now I'm asked to guess on some of their podcasts now, retro uh, wrestling uh rewind show as well we talk more old school wrestling so got to do that monday so that was pretty cool we just uh went over our top 10 list and that was hard guys i i don't know it, it's hard to fit 
so many wrestlers in a top 10. You'd have to about mm-hmm. have 100, really. So that was fun. Yeah, Dave, I've, Dave I've Letterman did it every show, Tyler. Stop complaining. Uh, well, <laughs> I know, but uh, I didn't make it to Letterman. It's a problem. When you watch time. Letterman, the number oh, one cool. was never the funniest one. Like, number three was always the funny one, right? It didn't make any That's sense. That's true, yeah. It was always like, number yep. one, something semi-boring. And then we're next. It's like, well, anyway. Yep. Yeah, yep. no, I, I get it. I, I love Letterman. Yeah, Yeah. W- Will and I did some top tens a while back, like back when we first did Will and Ted's Excellent Wrestling Rewind. And, um, oh, cool. And so we did top ten wrestlers, top ten female wrestlers. I think we did top ten tag teams at one point. That one was hard. Yeah, top yeah. ten tag yeah. teams was really hard. Yeah, it had to so, be tough. Oh so God. yeah, I mean that that's that's great stuff, and people should definitely go go check out that show for Tyler. That's the Retro Wrestling Rewind. Um, he can go, they can go check that out, and he can go check out all the go check out all of his stuff on All Everything Entertainment. V, I know you've got a bunch of stuff coming up, man. You're working Mexico in the near future. Yeah. You're working Nashville in the near yeah, future. Uh, yes, what you got going on, brother. So October 24th, uh, uh, Halloween Hardcore Heaven for Coastal Championship Wrestling, Nashville, Tennessee at Helios Granite 2837 Logan Street. Uh, we have an amazing main event. It is the uh, suicidal, homicidal, genocidal Sabu, who is in amazing shape, uh, uh, facing the neck break kid, Alex Ocean. Alex Ocean has taken the wrestling world by storm. Uh, he's obviously the next uh, best thing. Uh, the next greatest thing uh, in professional wrestling. But you know what? Sabu has always been one of the greatest things. So who can be sicker, more disgusting? And if you watch a live wrestling at CC uh, Coast Championship Wrestling uh, YouTube page, and you saw last week, uh, Alex Oshie can take a lot of punishment and a lot of um, pain. So we're going to probably see a lot of it there. You also have Camille, Camille Brickhouse, uh, NWA, just got engaged to be married to Thomas Lattimore. Who's going to be at the show? Who's going to be wrestling? Who's going to be wrestling? Me? Probably not. But he'll be wrestling at the show as well. Uh, uh, she'll be uh, facing uh, Marina Tucker, who you'll probably see on Raw and SmackDown for the last God knows how long for the uh, CCW Women's Championship. you got to be there. Uh, Tyler will be there. I wish Ted could be there. Um, yeah, so I we could all spread COVID together. We could give it to each other. I, I know. I, but, uh, I in there. <laughs> you can get the Florida strain. Tyler will give you the Tennessee strain. It's, it's Jesus. Hey, yeah, we, we don't want that. Now, wait a minute. No, I'm just kidding. If Obviously, I get the Tennessee uh, strain, know, like, there'll, be masks, country, like... there'll be masks, social distancing. Uh, but, we, you know, uh, uh, we're, we're going to have a capacity that we're going to cap at about 250. Uh, God bless the state of Tennessee. They're pretty open. They, they didn't give us many restrictions this time, but we still want to be as safe as possible. We'll be taking temperatures at the door. So if you're sick, don't come. Um, but if you're not sick, come and enjoy professional wrestling at Coast Championship Wrestling. Check out a live wrestling 7 p.m. Tuesday nights. This week we have an amazing one. And I have an exclusive, Ted. Oh, boy. An exclusive. So oh everybody knows that Cha-Cha Charlie is the number one contender for the CCW Heavyweight Championship. Everybody's been waiting for Agony versus Cha-Cha Charlie. Unfortunately, Cha-Cha Charlie was injured in his attack versus uh, Will Austin and uh, Johnny oh, Walker. No. Yeah, so he is on the shelf. We decided – I'm sorry, the executive committee and executive committee of, CC, committee of CCW decided that uh, uh, two-time CCW champion, he's a legend – is going to take that title opportunity um, uh, against Agony. So next, uh, not this Tuesday, but the following Tuesday, this is an exclusive. This has not been announced yet. Uh, Santos will be wrestling Agony for the CCW World Heavyweight Championship. And I'll tell you something, uh, it's twice now that Santos has confronted me. So, you know, you might, you might see me uh, uh, get involved if I have to. Uh, and that's not this Tuesday. It's the following Tuesday. 
But that match is going to happen, and it's going to be one of the biggest main events, not only in a live wrestling, but in Coastal Championship wrestling history. You know, you have a guy like Santos who told Ring of Honor no, you know, who said no, he's not going to move to Orlando for the, for the WWE Performance Center. So you have him coming in as a CCW legend, Wrestling Agony, who's a monster, uh, you know, who's been the champion since February. So that's going to be a huge match. Not this one, next Tuesday, but you're going to watch this Tuesday as well. Excellent. Excellent. All right, guys. So all, all plugs aside, cheap plugs aside, um, I, I do want to keep things moving here. And so I want to start our, you know, I want to end this first segment, I, I guess, before we go to the break here. Um, I want to talk a little bit of Clash of Champions. Uh, you know, the pay-per-view was obviously hit with the, with the COVID bug. We lost our women's tag team championship bout. Uh, Nikki Cross was out. So Bailey's opponent hadn't gotten lined up. And so we put out a poll on Twitter and we asked, uh, we had 40 people reply, which is, you know, people are like, we only got 40 people to reply to your Twitter poll. Well, listen, listen there, keyboard warriors. Yeah, okay. Jericho probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's Jericho. That's it. Yeah, it could you, be. You caught me. You caught me. Um, you know, I, I was, I remember putting up my first Twitter poll and getting three, get three responses. Okay. And that was like a year ago. So we've, you know, more than 100% going over this thing so we're you know we're we're doing this really guys we're we are uh we're getting bigger we're getting better we're we're loving the the contact interaction with our fans but most of you um out of the 40 that that voted most of you thought that the show went well and i i can't say that i disagree uh i thought that the pay-per-view was was pretty well done i mean for me the highlights of the night without going into too much detail were definitely the ladder match and then the main event which i i think that pretty much everyone would say um, they were they were really good bookends for the show, but I'm anxious to hear what you guys have to say. I know we were we were texting a little bit back and forth during the show, uh, spoiling things for V. But it you know it kind of is what it is. It is what it is. Um, let me let's let's go uh, let's go to Tyler first. Let's get Tyler's thoughts here, man. Yeah, well, I'm gonna you know I know the main event and I agree with you that ladder match. But I tell you what, I'm impressed with Selena Vega. I mean, this is a way for her to get out of that shell. I know she's not going to take the title. Asuka needs that momentum. She's the person that, you know, you can run with the ball for that position. Being the Raw Women's Champion. But Vega's got it all. She can talk. She's got the skill set. She can perform well in the ring. And I'll tell you what, I'm just really impressed with Vega. And that's a match I wanted to talk about because, you know, I know it's easy to go to those two matches. So that's a highlight for me was that Vega-Asuka for the Raw Women's Title match for Clash. Very cool. Very yeah, cool. I would I would say um, all all good things. You know, it's it's good to see Sami Zayn. I thought there was no way Sami Zayn was going to win that match. It's good to see him come back. A little bit of a surprise. You know, it's it's unpredictable. Mm-hmm. You never know what's going to happen, right? Um, so, I would say um, uh, Roman Reigns finally a heel. Finally looks like a. Uh, mm-hmm. looks like a huge main eventer. Everything seems to be clicking in place. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it seems like it was right about time to use that whole, okay, there was no chance uh, uh, the Uso was going to beat him. Uh, and and you use that whole, like, you know, the towel thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's my brother! It felt yeah. like 1994 Survivor Series all, you know, all over again. You get a little bit of that stuff going on. And mm-hmm. as much as they're going to try to cement him as a, as a heel, people are going to start to cheer him more. Uh, and it's all obviously setting up a huge Brock Lesnar return where he just goes after Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns and, and that type of stuff. Wait, I'm sorry. Did I say Brock Lesnar? Because I meant Goldberg. It's obvious Goldberg <laughs> is going to slide right into Here that Here we go. It's a Goldberg. And go after the no. – sorry, 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 sorry. 
has, uh, listen, he I, has to have I, three matches next year. Okay, exactly. He's got yeah, three, he's, he's got no three contest. long matches. Uh, with uh, he's going to beat Roman Reigns, then he's going to beat McIntyre, reunite reunite the titles, uh, and then I think it's the match that everyone wants to see: Goldberg and Sting in 2021. So anyway, um, the other the other thing I really thought was interesting was, look, they're they're doing some storytelling. Drew McIntyre wins uh, wins the belt. Uh, uh, heartbreak Kid uh, Shawn Michaels he super kicks. Uh, uh, Randy Orton, uh, you have, you know, Ric Flair driving the ambulance out. It was actually a nice little bookend. You throw Christian, you throw Big Show, you throw a lot of stuff in there. And, uh, you know, I love it when the WWE does things like this because it gives breadcrumbs and it gives some service to the guys who watch. You know, like I watch and I see, you know, he punts uh, uh, Ric Flair and I see him punting Shawn Michaels that he no sold and stuff. And now you actually, it goes a, a full circle at the end, yep. you know, so. Yep. It's clear they're behind uh, uh, Drew McIntyre. I kind of wish they put the belt on Randy Orton, but full speed ahead for the WWE. Yeah, I um I liked how they used the legends at Clash of Champions. I hated how they used the legends for the majority of the show on Raw. Um, and we'll get to that in, in just a few moments. Something else I wanted to talk about, um, and I, I, I've been looking for it, but I haven't seen an official diagnosis yet as to what happened with Angel Garza. I mean, obviously it was some kind of leg injury. He couldn't put weight on it. The referee yeah. immediately threw the X up. Um, and that match definitely ended abruptly and, and not the way that they, that the guys thought it was going to go. Um, you know, so, so have you, either of you guys heard anything about what the injury is or what the extent of it is or anything about Angel Garza? Uh, not for sure. Uh, the rumor was maybe a hip injury, but that's still not concrete or anything. That's just the reports. It looked like he was selling, but I guess it was real. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard. I haven't heard what is wrong with uh, Garza. Uh, uh, most most importantly, actually, uh, uh, you know, I think it's really bad luck because uh, our guest, one of our guests next week, I think it's next week. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Ariel uh, uh, Levy. He interviewed on the network. Garza on the Spanish network before the show. So I'm interested to hear his take on why he's such bad luck uh, mm-hmm. for people, because I think this is the second time he, he, he's interviewed a, a Spanish speaking star. And I think it might be the second time he was injured uh, <laughs> during a, during a show or oh, around there. So, but we'll see, you know, hopefully it's something that's quick and easy. You know, when you're wrestling, you have a lot of these little, like, uh, you have hip injuries, you know, you're dealing with little stuff. Like I, I broke a couple of ribs last year that I worked through. I have a, I'm pretty sure I have a hairline fracture somewhere in my ankle uh, for a little bit. And sometimes, you know, you take a little bit of time off and sometimes you don't. I think Cody Rhodes said it perfectly. Al Snow, Al Snow of all people told him uh, you're going to work hurt, but you don't work injured. So we'll see what happens with uh, Angel Garza, but you hate to see the X in the ring. You hate to see that type of stuff. Um, you know, it was what it was. Yeah, agreed. All right, folks. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to finish up talking Clash of Champions and get into a little bit of Monday Night Raw. Wrestling fans, Coastal Championship Wrestling returns to the Music City on October 24th, live for Halloween Hardcore Heavens at Helio Strat in Nashville, Tennessee. Your huge main event is Sabu versus the neck break kid, Alex Ocean. Go to Coastal Championship Wrestling FL.com and buy your tickets today. They're going fast. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio, or so we're calling it this week. And uh, we are here. It is me and the new math of the South, Tyler Peters, and the Brazilian destroyer, Vinicius. And uh, we are talking a little bit of Clash of Champions. And guys, I just want to talk one more uh, match before we, we keep this thing going. And that is Bobby Lashley and Apollo Crews. I thought that that match was, uh, was kind of a sleeper. It was low-key good. It was like, you know, it, it wasn't a huge spot fest, which we're kind of getting accustomed to from Apollo Crews, where he's doing lots of dives and stuff lately. But uh, but I thought that the match was really solid, and I, I love watching Bobby Lashley work. I think that he's so good, uh, and, and, and I, I wish that he was still getting the main event push right now, but I'm happy that he's getting a steady push right now. That's for sure. But uh, I wanted to see what you guys thought about that match in particular, and uh, let's let's go to V first on this one. Dude, obviously Lashley's a monster, uh, but Apollo Crews is great too. I remember him as Uha Nation. Um, he's good. He's so good. And, uh, you know, I think he was kind of fumbled up until pretty recently. You know, they had a lot of opportunities to, you know, but who knows? You know, there's so many great talents in WWE. Who knows the reason why? But now he's finally kind of getting his uh, uh, chance to, to show his stuff. And on the other end, you have Bobby, Bobby Lashley and the Hurt Business are probably the best thing going right now um in uh in the wwe and professional wrestling so you know it only took uh you know it only took the ability to give them the platform for them to show what they can do so i see great things for both of these guys i think bobby lashley is a little older but i think apollo cruz is, is still on the young side there's a lot of upside there yeah for sure tyler no i agree with that statement i you know I, i'm glad to see lashley slow down the pace like you were mentioning ted where it's not always the spots. I mean, I, I love Chris too. Both great athletes look great. How good though are the hurt business? I mean, mm-hmm. I like the pairing with Ricochet and you know and Alexander turning. I mean, it's all been just great TV. It's safe yeah. to me, Raw, and I know we're not talking Raw, but all the pay per views so far, just having them in segments, whether it's talking mm-hmm. wrestling, it's just improved so much WWE TV to where I'm interested in it. I'm not going to sleep. So that's a testament to their talent, like uh, Venetius was saying as well. So just agreeing mm-hmm. with those statements on that match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, uh, let's transition over here. You mentioned raw and uh, let's, let's go there because man, oh man. Um, yeah. I don't want to call raw a dumpster fire, but, um, <laughs> but it was pretty close to being a dumpster fire. Guys, I, uh, you know, and that's just, I know that's just my opinion. I'm not speaking for, for either of you. Um, you know, I, I liked the opening segment. I, I felt like it was a little awkward between the legends and drew mm-hmm. truthfully. Uh, but, but I, you know, I wouldn't say that it was awful. Um, obviously whenever a heel says I'm, I'm out of here and packs his bag and goes home, he's never really gone for the night. Um, it kind of is what it is. I think that uh, that the Mysterio and Monday Night Messiah angle is uh, it's progressing nicely. I like the the Aaliyah and uh, and Buddy. Because I refuse to just call him Murphy. Be careful, Ted. You're going to get canceled over liking that. Apparently, listen, I know. Hey, listen, he's just Murphy now. Yeah, yeah it, it is what it is. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. why. That's why. <laughs> she said Buddy. I said Buddy. Know, um. The whole business with the twenty four seven championship kind of drove me nuts. The yes. uh, the the just random throwing the the women's tag match together and, and not really giving a, a, a real solid reason as to why mm-hmm. Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke are now teaming together kind of bugged me. 
Uh, Alistair Black's new theme did not bug me. <laughs> I know I'm in the, the minority there, but oh well, you guys can suck it up. And, uh, and last but not least, I, I was really happy to see Bobby Roode on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really happy to see him come out and, and do his thing and put on a clinic with, with Drew. Now, all that being said, guys, uh, I'm not going to take up any more time on the raw chunk here of the show. I want to hear what you guys have to say. And so um, I'm going to turn it over to Tyler. And Tyler, talk to me, man, because you are one of those people where you need connections in wrestling. You love to have like an actual story that you can follow. I know that about you. And uh, I don't feel like that's what we got on Monday night. What do you think, man? No, they they messed it up. The only, you know, even with Orton and McIntyre, the problem, it goes back even to the clash because it ties into Raw. I feel like it's not personal enough. They they kind of touch on that between Drew and Randy, but the storyteller and me with good professional wrestling is we're kind of getting a little hokey with it. I mean, as with all due respect to all the legends, like you were talking about, he was awkward, Drew, with them, and then the whole segment with Randy and the the big TV screen leaving out the door. The best part of it, you know, I hate to say it as much as I love Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, the big show, and Christian was probably weren't taking them out because I, I love them, but I'm, I'm ready for them to just, just leave, you know, because we need Orton and McIntyre, that story, to be more heated. I want more emotion, psychology, and I, I feel like we're kind of losing that on that segment. So that bugged me. I'm with you, Gulak. It's a shame he went with matches to Daniel Bryan. Somebody pointed this out. Now he's stuck in this situation. No disrespect to R-Truth or to Zawa, but he should be in a bigger match picture. That's a shame, the way he's getting used right now. That's yeah, why, Gul- you know. Gulak's so amazing. Like, through he is, evolve, yeah. Through, uh, uh, you know, Philadelphia wrestling in the East Coast. Right. Like, he's so well-liked and so well-regarded. Um, um, so – sometimes you get those situations where it's like, well, Gulak's so good. You can put him anywhere. So sometimes that becomes a hindrance where it's like, they're not trying to cover up anything for him. They say, okay, go out there and wrestle, um, you know, whoever, and uh, he can do it. They know he can do it. So sometimes you're kind of stuck. uh, You're stuck doing that sometimes Uh, in terms of the rest of the show. uh, Yeah. There's a little bit of a a disconnect when it comes to like, like when, when, like when Ric Flair was kicked in the head and these guys are asking, Drew McIntyre, like, how's Rick doing? He's like, he's doing good. I just spoke to him. And it's like, well, like, that was never the – I never got that vibe from Drew McIntyre, like, hanging out no. with styling and profiling out until 4 in the morning. You know, that's a spot that you right. can see Orton in, actually. Or you can see uh, uh, John Cena in that spot. And I felt like that might be a little bit. But um, it's always great to see, like, legends on screen. You know, Sean might – it's almost sometimes bad because some of us in the newer generation, like, you know, they make us look bad when they cut promos like they do or they react like they do or they act like they do. And it's it makes us look bad as uh, younger wrestlers or younger generation because they're just they they have they have it. And then you, sometimes you look at some of the wrestlers in in my, closer to my age group and we don't have it. So it's kind of tough. You know, it's, it's a double edged sword. You can't keep bringing them back over and over and over, you know, again with one exception. And that exception is Goldberg who perfectly fills out the rest of this angle. Clearly that's the (laughs) one guy missing in this thing because everybody wants to see him. But uh, the truth of the matter is um, yeah, there's a little bit like you, you said awkward. I just think it's a little bit of a disconnect. And I also, I I don't know if they're being scripted, you know, but it's hard to Mm -hmm. script a guy who like, uh, you know, I know Steve Austin says he refuses to be scripted. I don't know. And Shawn Michaels runs the show and, and NXT for the most part. So I don't know if they're going to script him, but um, you know, I, I couldn't imagine someone giving Ric Flair a script, but 
you know, that being said, you know, that's something with the, with the disconnect. I always love storytelling in professional wrestling as well, Tyler. Yes. So the Aaliyah and uh, uh, Murphy thing, but it's getting so much feet like uh, blowback online. He's 32 years old and she's 19. Yeah. Um, that, which is, kind of... which is legal, but I guess it's, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's really outside the purview of, you know, society these days. So it's hundred mm-hmm, percent right. a no go. And I think they're going to get more, more and more until they just drop the storyline, but I'd love to see where it was supposed to go. I mean, we can also um, take ourselves uh, out of uh, di- our disbelief and know that they probably aren't sleeping together right. in real life. Right. That being said, I don't know if that's the truth or not, but like, you know, I think just sometimes people are weird. I'd like to see where it's going to go. Romeo and so- Juliet. So yeah. my reaction to that, my reaction to all the blowback, I was thinking about this this afternoon. You know, what the, trying to think of one of the soap operas my mom would watch, right? Like, uh, As the World Turns, right? And th- th- that's one of the soap operas on one of the big three stations there, right? Tyler so, knows him. Yeah, there you go. Hey, yeah, hey, I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I do. I, <laughs> I, shouldn't, I shouldn't admit that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh jesus you just opened a whole new set of doors did, tyler you just opened a whole new set of doors thank you for that that was yeah, a golden sure goose did. egg thank you i told on myself yeah there we go oh man so so listen if you watch as the world turns you got you got cousins sleeping together right. you've got like a dude you know banging six six women and they all get right. pregnant and then all the babies are born at the same hospital on the same day right it's the suspension of disbelief professional wrestling is a soap opera with fighting right it's a soap opera that is competitive yeah and and for anyone to not lose their mind over as the world turns but they lose their mind over a storyline and wrestling they need to literally look themselves in the mirror and go who are you yeah (laughs) if your answer isn't vincent kennedy mcmahon sit and twist you know like it is what it is um that's true so here's my thing. So I, I listen to Busted Open, right? And and sometimes I, I like to take some of the things that are said on Busted Open and and explore them a little bit more because like something will really hit home for me. And something that really hit home for me on the Tuesday episode of Busted Open was the fact that Bully was like, why weren't the legends watching Raw? They were just sitting back there <laughs> playing cards. There was no TV. There was like, oh, yeah, we're playing poker, you know? Ah, yeah, okay, cool. And not once did they mention what was happening on the show. Like they, they could have been used so well there to put over just about everybody on the show. Like, oh man, that was a great match. You know, just hearing that come out of Shawn Michaels' mouth instantaneously gives somebody else credibility. You know, just Nate saying, oh man, Dana Brooke and, and Mandy Rose tagging together. They're going to be formidable in that women's tag team division. Just hearing Ric Flair say that about somebody, considering who his daughter is right. too. That, right. That's a good point. You know, like they could have been used in such a way and they sure. weren't. They were just there to put Randy over more, which is fine. I get it. You wanted to put Randy over more, but did you really want to put Randy over more by having him put on night vision goggles and hit everybody with a chair and a parent silent attack in a room? Night vision goggles? They is didn't have is, retribution. That's, is that's that where we're at? Right. Well, retribution is in COVID protocol. You know, what, I what know, are you going to do? I know. Uh, yeah, I know. T- T-Bar went to the bar too much, you know? It, it is what it is, <laughs> you know? That's what – Those damn name. Florida bars that are just letting everybody in and yeah, they're not, you know – There's no masks and stuff. It's you crazy. know, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> so, so I don't know. I, just, I, I feel like, you know, I'm not going to – I'm going to get off my high horse. I said I wasn't going to take up too much time on Raw, and, and, and I, I'm going to hold myself to that. So, uh, that being said, though, guys, I, I thought that Raw was not a great show. I'm just going to put it out there. But I think something that was a decent show this week uh, was Impact Wrestling. 
on Access TV. Uh, Impact has progressively been getting a lot more consistent uh, over the last six months, I would say. Uh, especially since they picked up some of these what were mid-card names in, and low-card names in WWE, that they are being used correctly in the WWE and uh, I'm sorry, in, in, in Impact. And, um, you know, so I, I'm kind of excited for it. I mean, last week I was just, I was in love with that Heath Slater hashtag uh, Heath for Impact video. It was fantastic. Chuck Norris and Flavor Flav. And like, it was just, it was fantastic. I couldn't get over it. Like I watched it like four times. Yeah, it was um, great. You know, so I, I, I really dig a lot of what's happening on Impact. Um, I, I, Ken Shamrock is looking like an absolute rock star at 50, what, what did we say earlier? He's 56 years old. 56, born in 1964. Amazing shape. Like, like, holy, holy hell. He looks better than Jericho. Yeah. You know, Jericho went after Lesnar for having the keg, and then look at Jericho. Now, Ken Shamrock should go bubbly. after Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I, I but I do want to get to I, I want to get to your thoughts on Impact Wrestling a little bit, guys. I uh, I, I specifically want to hear what you have to say about uh, the world title picture and the fact that we have a pay per view this you know this weekend. And then we have Bound for Glory coming up on the same day as Halloween Hardcore Heaven in the same city. In the same city, but we're allowed. We're going to have fans in ours. So. But you're going to have fans. That's right. And uh, and I, I want to hear what you guys have to say um, about the rematch between Tennille Dashwood and Jordan Grace as well. So uh, let me kick it. I kicked it to Tyler first for Raw. V, why don't you take this first, man? Yeah. So you know the the women's division is a huge plus. You have uh, Tennille Dashwood, who's great. Jordan Grace, who's great. You have you have a lot of good stuff. Uh, but Jordan Grace kind of, you know, he beats her clean, right? So it's it's not like, a, 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 you know, it's not something that you're, well, wow, what's going to happen and, and that type of stuff. What, what I see Impact now, I'm sorry, you can hear my daughter. She's, she's not a big Impact fan. Um, what I hear now or what I see now is, uh, uh, you know, you see it a lot, a lot of times in sports where you have a lot of these supporting players go to another team or move or something, and they're just suddenly refreshed. Like they're playing off the ball all of a sudden. And I think that's what's going on in impact with guys like, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, Eric Young, um, mm-hmm. and especially the good brothers. But I have one problem that I wanted to talk about is yeah, the, 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 the good brothers are going to go after the motor city machine guns, right? They're going to win the title. No problem. I mean, I, I think they're kind of bigger than that. I thought that they were the, t- the two guys who could come in and Carl Anderson can go and win the main title, you know, and then you have Gallows. Like, I think they can do a lot more. Yeah, it's fun, you know, like, you know, I'm big hoot and, and, and talking shop and all that type of good stuff that they have going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nice and fun, but they could, they're two guys who could be pillars of that company. And I know like a lot of people complain and say, you know, uh, this guy should be this higher or this. But I think that that's where they should probably go, you know, for them to kind of retread over tag team wrestling. Like it looks like they're kind of kind of doing seems a little bit of a waste to me, especially with Carl Anderson, who, you know, was in the finals of the G1 uh, before he went to the WWE. He seemed like he was on such an, an arc and, uh, you know, he's a great worker. Uh, Gallows is just a big, you know, bad dude. Uh, right. He's a good worker as well. But I think a guy like Anderson is a breakout star that you're just going to stick in this kind of I'm not going to say comedy because they're definitely top of the card. You know, mm-hmm. they probably should just destroy the machine guns because machine guns are older. Um, you know, but, um, you know, it might be a little bit of a waste there. What do you guys think? Tyler? 
I don't know. I from what not a big I'm Carl, saying, not a big machine gun fan. Uh, no, I, I love the machine guns. I, you know, I, I know more about them as far as impact going back to TNA when, you know, it was that. So no, I'm a big fan. The thing, what I was saying is that, you know, the good brothers, I, I'm just me personally. And honestly, I, I like what they're doing. I, I don't mind the whole tag team deal and talking shop. I personally have, uh, that's, what's got me interested in it. The women's, the knockouts division and that, if I'm just, you know, from what I've seen, and that's highlights because I don't get the full show, but I like what they did with the Rascals, and I like this whole North and, uh, you know, Motor City machine guns, all that angle right now. That's really yeah. been, you know, like Ted said, consistent at least, you know. With yeah. The so, yeah, Impact's really impressing me because I've not watched it in a long time until just recently. So that's so my I'll, takeaways on it. Yeah, I'll also say, though, that it's that's easier to be consistent with your booking when you're doing a month's worth of booking in a weekend. And you're yeah. doing all that wrestling 100%. over the course of one weekend because that's what's happening right now. You know, they're they're filming all the the shows in a single weekend on set, um, rather than having people travel and come back and travel and come back and potentially be getting sick, um, which I think is smart. And that's what WWE was doing for a short period of time. Um, you know, when the, at the very onset of of the coronavirus. Um, you know, I, I think consistent- also guys, RVD is uh, out of impact. Yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. He's leaving. Yeah. So yeah. And he's working some kind of project for with RVD WWE. in CCW, but I guess he's, he's already been, he's already thinking of WWE. Uh, and I hope so because, yeah, you know, I think he has a little bit left in the tank to do. And then, uh, you know, he's the type of guy that is so good, is so smart. He can definitely, you know, have a, uh, an impact on, uh, any roster he goes to, WWE included. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. The impact. Yeah, he's vital, man. And Port still can do a lot of stuff. Listen, I'm okay with him going to WWE as long as Katie Forbes does not go with him. <laughs> if Katie Forbes goes to WWE, I stop watching. <laughs> no, I'm. you're laughing, but I'm not. I'm not. Dakota, Dakota yeah, Kai and Katie not. Forbes, it should tickle you, right? That's what. That's a match everybody wants to see. No. What, that's what Tyler say, wants to see. What Dakota Kai? No, what, no. Wait a minute. Come on. I'm. I'm not. Okay. That. Sorry. Katie Forbes you, and Candice LeRae. That's a better match, I think. Listen, I have my. We'll get to Candice LeRae in a minute. Okay. <laughs> we'll get to Candice LeRae in a minute. Because man, oh man. Mm, no. Um, all right. So the, that that that's that's impact, and uh, that's on Tuesday nights. Let's uh, let's move on into our Wednesday night scuffle i don't even want to call I, i'm not even calling it like a uh, you know i st we started calling it a war mm -hmm. like, oh, okay and then i started calling it a skirmish because it's not really a war it's like ah, it's not really a skirmish anymore we're gonna call it a scuffle okay we're gonna call it a scuffle so let's uh let's let's get aew in there let's talk a little bit of aew from last night um some solid wrestling on the card you mm -hmm. know as always uh, some good setup for the pay-per-view that's coming up, you know, the number one contenders tournament and uh, Cody and, and Brody league and have a dog collar match. Uh, but, but something before we get too heavy into the episode, I want to talk about real quick here story came out today that, and this has been kind of a rumor for a while. Arn went and filed a copyright claim for the four horsemen. Interesting. Very interesting. And so the rumor is it'll be Cody, FTR, 
and Sean Spears as the new four horsemen with Tully and Arn as their managers. That, that'll work because of that. Yeah. So I want to, I want to start by asking you guys, what do you think, Tyler? I'm coming to you first. Cause I know you're a horseman fanatic. Oh, I am a big fan. No, I, what I was saying, I'm going back to that point. Just the fact that alone you got Tully and Arn giving you their blessing, that's going to really merit that. Mm-hmm. And that's going to have at least people saying, well, at least you got two of the originals. Because mm-hmm. even Ric Flair has said, he's like, he's actually don't mind if Tully and Arn do it. He's actually spoke out about that, even being mm-hmm. in WWE. So that was cool. But I like FTR with Cody. Uh, Spears, you know what? Not bad. And it's no disrespect to him because I think he's talented, but he's the one that's kind of the odd man out. I, I don't know. That's if I'm being honest. And that's not a knock against him. I think he's a talented guy. I just, I think totally needs to get away from Spears and mainly focus on FTR if you just want my two cents, which ain't worth much, but it may be worth a little. I think it's probably worth two cents. Uh, no. It's think, think, think of how this sounds. Okay. The enforcer. Sean Spears. Does that does that make you feel anything? Because yeah, I, 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 well, I don't. Does it, it really? Does. It does. <laughs> well, the way you said that though changed my mind. Because because the chairman gimmick, okay, made him tough as nails. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. And and I would be okay with him being that asshole, for lack of a better term. Sure, I'd be okay with him being that asshole. That whenever the four horsemen needed a job done. They were like, go do it. You know, I love, I mean, I've been waiting. I've been waiting, you know, we've been doing this show for almost an entire episode and I've been just just (laughs) waiting patiently to finally talk about trademark law in the United States. And this is the perfect opportunity for us to finally discuss trademark law. So now I know the first usage of four horsemen was Arn and it was in a Jim Jim Crockett um, uh, promotions. Correct. You know, I, I think they even play it, but that footage is owned by the WWE. Uh, and then WCW, I don't know if they had ever filed a trademark for the horseman. Here's the thing. Trademarks expire every 10 years. So I know that they do let trademarks, um, you know, expire like the Bash of the Beach in particular. So it's going to be interesting. Here's the thing. As someone who does trademark things. Man, certain things take months and months, and some things take week, weeks. So um, if they're banking on getting, you know, the four horsemen without a fight and then doing a, whatever type of, you know, turn, like are they going to be heels? Are they going to be faces? Because I would probably cheer them. You know, I thought Cody cut the promo of the night, and his promos are good. I thought it was a little stu- – uh, it was a little ridiculous. You know, he's, he was ripping off uh, 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 something I always say to my <laughs> – you know, with my wife, you know, she'll always say like, Hey, uh, uh, did you like your dinner? And I'll just say no. And then I'll wait like a long period and be like, I loved it. <laughs> and I felt like that was so corny. You know, like I just think of Booker T where like, like Cody's like, do you want me to fight Brody, Brody Lee? No. <laughs> Chance that I wouldn't take you up on that. It was just so ridiculous. Like, uh, yeah. but the promo leading up to it was so badass. And then Cody with black hair finally looks like a normal human being. You know, he, Cody with the blonde hair looks like an anime with a with a something crawling out of his neck and stuff like that. And and uh, it really was a good pro- a promo. You know, he he steals uh he steals his mannerisms from his own father, which is great. You know, he had a little bit of the dusty in him, 
uh, and he even has the mm-hmm. dusty lisp, you know, it's, it's so, it's so perfect, you know, like, uh, uh, what he said. And so he did a great job and, uh, I could see him being the Ric Flair. I mean, it's dusty, dusty son being the Ric Flair of the four horsemen FTR perfect as the brain busters. And then you have the enforcer. This is not any spot, Sean Spears. It's my spot. I still don't think that's right. That being said, he's the one guy that like uh, uh, really does fit. You know, they did put him with Tully, so that should be where they go. And if you can call them the Four Horsemen, that's there's no question. If you can't, you still probably do it and call them something else. You know, like Fortune. I wonder if if TNA did the uh, a trademark on Fortune uh, or Four Chan for all we know. There'd be internet trolls that are on the internet all day. <laughs> All, hey, new that's an even better gimmick actually scrap the horseman thing they should be the four chans of the apocalypse the four, you know chans. stream yeah. like uh porn oh. and stuff oh man craziness Twenty twenty, you know craziness a little spin. Uh. actually ccw is gonna have the four chan uh, of the apocalypse in- <laughs> oh <laughs> you can <laughs> imagine uh, that huh Jesus Let me call Christ. my lawyer to trademark that actually. <laughs> oh fonzie will love it yeah fonzie yeah, will love really. it i've seen some crazy stuff daddy well i'll tell you what i I was actually intrigued by the jericho mjf interaction this week and typically i'm not because i'm so tired of mjf like i feel like he was doing so well he was doing so great he was doing excellent right and then he plateaued and now he's just like in the same spot that he was in six months ago except now he has a loss on his record right and -hmm. it's like okay, where do we go with this guy? And I think that Jericho is probably the only person in that company who can elevate him above where he's at now. I totally see MJF like, yeah, I'll join the inner circle. And then they fight over who the real leader of the, of the inner circle is. The only problem I have with that is it becomes very Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan. (laughs) You know, it just does. It just does. Um, and so that that's my fear for it, but I hope that they can book it right and that we can get MJF looking as strong as humanly possible because I don't want, I just, I'm worried. No, it, it, I'm I'll tell worried. you, don't, don't be worried. Don't be worried. Here's why. And it's because it's not Kevin Nash and it's not Hulk Hogan. It's Chris Jericho and Chris Jericho. He knows when it's time to reinvent himself. And he's just, it's just a hit his plat. He was, you talk about MJF plateauing. Uh, Jericho has been in a plateau. Like his feud with Orange Cassidy is a plateau. Mm-hmm. And so um, he can probably, he probably realizes a one more reinvention. He becomes the hottest baby face in the company. Uh, he brings MJF in. MJF usurps the crown of Jericho. They turn on him. He gives him all the sympathy. Maybe he leaves to go give COVID to a bunch of North Dakota bikers, comes back, and then. Um, comes back strong and his gimmick is uh he creates a vaccine and that's a huge reinvention of a character. no uh he comes back as a huge baby face and he look he, he doesn't even have to change uh v, we to, lost you yeah v, we yeah. lost you for a second there he doesn't he doesn't even have to change that much coming back he can still say a little bit of the bubbly and he and people want to sing Judas, and he's going to be a babyface whether they like it or not. So the smart thing is is you have MJF come in there, weasel his way to the top. It gives a new dynamic. You make the inner circle a little tough. Uh, Sammy maybe leaves with Jericho, uh, and he becomes a babyface. Who knows? But you, you know, it's 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 there. Jericho is getting antsy, and he's not getting any younger. So you can do a huge babyface run there and give him a little bit more juice. You know, 
You know who's missing in this equation? Kenny Omega, man. I thought the cleaner was going to be back. I thought we were going to, like, push this guy to the moon, and maybe he just doesn't want it. Maybe he doesn't have it. Maybe he doesn't care. Well, that being said, Jericho will be your next big baby face, and he'll probably be so good they're going to have to put the title back on him. You know what? I'm tired of the Omega-Adam Page storyline, though. The guest commentating. It's just – they they did it well first time, but – Sure. Now that it's gone on these weeks, they're not really accomplishing nothing to me. I, mean, I just like watching crazy. a cowboy drink on television. Oh, well, that's the best part. That, you know I, I get yeah. that, but I'm, I'm talking, you know, segueing with what you're saying. Yeah. About right. that storyline. Well, let, let me ask you guys this real quick here uh, before we have to take a break, because we're going to, we're going to get there and, and let's use this to kind of wrap up AEW for tonight. Um, you know, the end of the night saw, it was disappointing to me. Uh, I, it's not that I don't like to watch the butcher work. I, I think that he's good, but Eddie Kingston's like, Oh, you know, we're going to have someone here to destroy you. And then it's the butcher. Listen, the butcher so far down the card that I never once for even a heartbeat thought that there was a chance that he could beat John Moxley for the AEW championship last night. And Anyone who tells you that they thought it could actually happen is lying to you. <laughs> they are just bold face effing lying to you. And so my, uh, my big concern is that it, AEW recently seems like it's getting away from wins and losses, which was its selling point. It's getting away from rankings, which was its selling point. And now pretty much anybody that, that you know, wants a championship match for John Moxley is getting one. How do you guys feel that they're treating the world championship? And I'm going to, I'm going to go to Tyler first on this one. Uh, you know what? I think I agree with that. The statement, you can't just be giving away title opportunities to anybody, but I think what hurt them is when Archer speaking of COVID that ruined mm-hmm. plans for that tag team match. Now they've still got that title match. You know, cage was missing. Venetius mentioned that. I think it's just a lot of factors are affecting the way they go creatively, but you're right. I, you know, no disrespect to the butcher, good worker, but what did it really prove or, or solve? I mean, with Kingston, and really, they're, Kingston's really going downhill for me. He started out great coming in with his promos, and this is not helping him. I mean, just being honest, and I like Kingston, even going back to NWA, but this is just, I don't know what they're doing. I, I'm not going to act like I even know the, how the booking's going. I know it's a lot harder than me being a fan, but that, that's all my takeaway on that concerning well, my- well, you know, you you you're right. When Ken, Kingston was talking, I was hoping it was going to be me and Fonzie, but it wasn't. And then um, <laughs> that was the first disappointing part. And then, I know. Uh, um, yeah, I, I you know it's hard because when you have a, a heel, the heel's supposed to be ducking everybody, and then Moxley's you know uh, Stone Cold Stone Cold John Moxley can take on anybody anywhere. So what you do is you. Uh, you're there, you're, you have to like, you can only beat a certain amount of guys, but he has to really beat them, you know? Uh, and so you got guys like the butcher, you know, who's a, apparently a great guitarist. And uh, <laughs> uh, that's important as well to say, because uh, you know, he has a lot of uh, interest that he needs to spend some time on as well. But uh, uh, you know, the roster's not that big either. You know, I was just talking yesterday uh, to somebody and, it's like uh, the problem that AEW might start to encounter is you go through a pretty short roster, smaller roster. Uh, you don't have the same depth that the WWE has and that you don't have guys like uh, 
you can see WWE cycling guys out. You know, Kevin Owens leaving for a while, coming back. AEW isn't doing that. They, you know, Cody left for three weeks, and now he has the match, you know, the match already on his way back. And that's the thing about timing and spacing. But if you don't have, you know, I think they, I think they have 240 signed wrestlers in WWE across brands. If you don't have so many wrestlers that you're you're working with, you know, they probably have 40 or 30 at AEW, you get a little bit of these problems where you don't have guys ready for Moxley. And it's also partly their fault because Archer already lost. Uh, you know, I would have been happier to see Jake Roberts out there uh, than to see the Butcher because, you know, hey, maybe he hits a fluke DDT, right, Tyler? And he Yeah, oh, I'm there, for it. Put know? the snake on Moxley. I mean, do something. Yeah, You're exactly. already going to these crazy stories anyways. Why not? Exactly. You know, but when you have a baby face, he's got to fight everybody. So that, <laughs> that's that's understandable. It's just, yeah. you know, you have to have people that are built up. But then you have the heels winning your every match on the card, and then your baby face beats them in the end. So it's not easy, man. It's not, you think it's so easy, Tyler, sitting in your ivory tower over there <laughs> in Columbia, Tennessee, with yeah. your workout machines and your circular windows. Don't like, laugh. You know, like some bourgeois <laughs> Tennessee guy. You know, it's hard, man. Down here in Florida, booking's you were going to say hillbilly. Go ahead I and say I was not. I was oh, saying yes, bourgeois, was. my friend. Yeah. Tennessee. I, I know I, you are, you're a UT guy. Yeah, you're I know. A southern dandy. Tyler Peterson. Right, Rocky dude. Top, baby. <laughs> that's why Bianca Belair. That's why I'm partial to that's her. That's right. That's Tennessee. right. You're running a 4-2-40, Bianca Belair. Right. All right, guys. We are uh, we're getting off the rails, but now's as good a time as any. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk NXT, and then we'll pick our winner of the week, and we will uh, we'll wrap it up for the night. Come right back here with Rewind Wrestling Radio. Wrestling fans, Coastal Championship Wrestling returns to the Music City on October 24th, live for Halloween Hardcore Heaven at Helio Strata in Nashville, Tennessee. Your huge main event is Sabu versus the next break kid, Alex Ocean. Go to CoastalChampionshipWrestlingFL.com and buy your tickets today. They're going fast. All right, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio. Here on the Rewind Wrestling Network, I'm back here with Tyler and Vinicius. And uh, we are in our final stretch here. We are going to talk a little bit of NXT. Um, Man, I'm usually like the NXT over AEW guy. Um, And I don't know, I I just don't feel that way right now. I thought that the show had some good matches. Um... I felt like overall there was some fun stuff to watch, but I just can't get behind Candice LeRae almost ever. I don't know if that's just a me thing. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I just I, watching her work last night and with Io Shirai, usually Io Shirai is pretty smooth in the ring. And there were some times last night where Io Shirai was like, Hey, you're supposed to be over here now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like I'm facing the wrong way now because you didn't remember the spot. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe, you know, I've never had the opportunity to take a bump in the ring, so I can't really talk a whole lot of crap about it. But uh, Damian Priest is just not on fire for me. I think that he can work his ass off, but I just I can't get behind the personality of the character. Um, and I don't know. I just I feel like it was kind of a flat show to me. But anyway, I I want to hear what you guys have to say about it. Uh, let's go to V first on this one. V, what did you think about NXT, man? I thought it was fun. I'm liking the uh, uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor angle, and it's because um, because Shawn Michaels I, was there. 
Yeah, and Shawn Michaels was telling them the winner was going to have to fight Goldberg. Exactly. Yeah, that's no, it. Yeah. Yeah, actually, Balor, Balor Goldberg. I mean, if you remember uh, Balor and uh, Brock Lesnar, that match was one of the best matches. And so I would say you'd have a very similar dynamic with Goldberg. I think that's a astute um, uh, observation, Ted. I agree with you. Bring Goldberg to NXT. But um, <laughs> what what was really – You might learn how to wrestle. Be careful. Yeah, no. He, 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 I think what was good is, uh, uh, you know, Kyle O'Reilly, like uh, I, I didn't think of him as a threat. And I don't think he is a threat to uh, take the title for Finn, from Finn Balor. You always have these kind of lame duck first two um, opponents, and the 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 secret is to make those opponents appear a threat and hot. And I think uh, a guy like if you guys remember when Stone Cold Steve Austin won at WrestleMania 14, there was no way that they were going to take the title off him, and so he had three pay per views in a row with mankind and they stacked the deck and those matches were awesome. Even though you knew he wasn't going to drop the title um, uh, to Mick Foley, to mankind, to do love. But that's a, that's the position that Kyle O'Reilly is in. He's in that Mick Foley position. Mick Foley had to play that position a lot, unfortunately. Um, but he's in that Mick Foley position and he's doing a great job and the match will be great. Um, and the way that they set it up, I thought was excellent. And it's true. Shawn Michaels did. He sprinkles a little bit of fairy dust because they want you when you see Finn Balor to think of Shawn Michaels. There's no question about it. They want that. They want them to like, you You know, oh, he's the new Shawn Michaels or, or whatnot, uh, even though it's really Dolph Ziggler. But the my baby hates Dolph Ziggler. But um, the truth, the truth is it was a fine show. I do love uh, uh, Candice LeRae. I love Johnny Gargano. We were, I was literally just talking in in practice yesterday about um, Johnny Gargano is just, he just seems like everything is so realistic. And then I think Candice LeRae is so much better as a baby face. So it's just a little bit of time that she's going to have to take, you know, and in terms of missing, uh, um, you know, missing some, some spots, it was taped. Uh, NXT was taped. I believe it wasn't live last night. So, you know, it happens, I guess, you know, but uh, uh, I, I think NXT is fine. I actually sometimes do prefer, prefer it to um uh, all elite wrestling you know it's it's fun in a different way and last night was good it was not it wasn't the best show i've ever seen but it was serviceable mm -hmm. tyler what do you think man uh my favorite match was the first match uh dakota kai versus uh shotzi blackheart for obvious reasons but no seriously it was a it was a good match man that bump did you guys see that that mm -hmm. was nasty that she took blackheart and really kai too but really for uh, Blackheart, but I thought they had a nice back and forth. You know, I hate it for Kai, but they they are definitely trying to make up for that push for Blackheart, and I'm happy for her as well. And I'm looking forward to Raquel Gonzalez and Rhea Ripley. I can't wait. Now, this is something I'm excited about. She gets she interferes, she pushes on her back, just to build enough of that storyline to that mm -hmm. match. Eventually, they're going to have, and I, I think that's been real exciting. Uh, you know what? I like Rich Holland. I'm big on that. I know Ted's going to appreciate him just mm -hmm. demolishing Cameron Grimes, one of his favorites. And yeah. I Thank thought God. Rich Holland was incredible. But that's the way you need to book him. Am I not right, Phoenicius? I mean, he's a monster. He's got to destroy Grimes. Maybe not. I'm going to leave that uh, back to you guys. But just a few highlights. Thought it was a solid show, but you're right. It didn't knock it out of the ballpark. But still a good show. One thing uh, I forgot to mention is uh, today is – uh, uh, Robert Stone's birthday and oh, cool. Robert Stone, happy birthday. Number one. And number two is such a highlight to NXT and has been such a highlight to NXT um, that it's just been, I mean, he's taken something that was 
that appeared so little. And now he's like the socks and the suit and the everything that it's really, a, a, a it's, it's been awesome. You know, at first it was kind of like, you know, I, I felt like it was almost a little disrespect, you know, because he was such a great, you know, character as Robbie E, but he's been able to transcend. So happy birthday to Robert Stone. And uh, hopefully that, you know, he gets even more and more time on NXT going forward. Yeah. Happy, happy birthday, man. We, yeah, uh, happy birthday to him. No, you know, we, we always wish, we always wish our, our uh, wrestlers well. And all right, guys. So we, we've got to do it. I, I don't even want to do it this week because I, I don't feel like this week was a great week of wrestling, but, uh, but we've got to do it. We've got to do winner of the week. And, uh, you know, keep in mind the ratings say that AEW once again, beat out NXT. Um, we're looking at it being 866K to 732K. Not a huge difference, in my opinion, um, in, those, in those shows there. But tell me, guys, what do, you, what do you think? Let's start with Tyler. Tyler, tell me, what, who is your winner of the week, man? Which show? And we're not going to include the pay-per-view because WWE always puts a little more juice into the pay-per-views. Sure. We're talking the weekly shows oh, here. Oh, man, you, yeah, that was – I thought it was a clear winner, Clash of the Champions, but okay. Now yeah. you're going to make me think. <laughs> yeah. that's I was like, swerve, is there man. even a question yeah, here? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Goldberg tease at Clash oh, of the Championship put it over go. the top. Sorry, go ahead, oh, Tyler. Boy. No, <laughs> that, hey, it's funny, man. I, I love it. But, no, I'm going to say uh, I'm probably going to go Impact, number one. I'm going to give them the, the chance. And then NXT, uh, mm-hmm. number two, and uh, then AEW. And, unfortunately, you know, I hate to put Raw last, but – you're right, Ted. I just went filling. So Raw gets to the back. But actually, yeah, to everybody's surprise, I thought the way Impact did their show, even from just highlights, I, I like the flow of it. So I'm giving them number one for the winner of the week for a change. Wow, All Tyler right. with a surprise there. Yeah. All right. I know. All right. Venetia, what you got, man? Yeah. I mean, it, it was tough. You know, like uh, uh, it was definitely, if, if you added Clash of the Champions, it's definitely Clash of the Champions. Just the fact that um, I thought it was great. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to put Raw up top. Uh, and I thought that All Elite Wrestling, the, 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 the thing with All Elite Wrestling has been um, just it feels a little bit like a holding pattern. And mm-hmm. if you want to look at NXT, you have to at least say that, yes, it's, a, it's definitely, you know, you have uh, um, the new champion. You had a, a, a definitely an audible that they had to call because obviously uh, Killer, Killer Cross was supposed to be the champion at this point and, and probably run through four or five guys before, um, you know, maybe a baby face Adam Cole takes the belt back or something like that. But uh, um, even though things are in flux, things are moving forward. And I feel like things are more of a holding pattern to AEW. So that gives NXT the win of the week uh, for me. And I would say also with the, also with the ratings, um, I think NXT has always been and always has been in a little bit of a distinct disadvantage because um, most people that are diehards, they have the network. So it's kind of one of those things where they're like, yeah, I can watch it on the network anytime I can catch up down the road. And AEW um, kind of feels more like appointment television viewing. And AEW is the flagship show to the entire, to the, to their entire company where NXT is kind of a, a little bit of a side portion. So it's not over, you know, like we, we, like you're saying, it was like a skirmish. It was a fight. Uh, it's definitely not over, um, but uh, this week we'll, I'll give the edge slightly to NXT. All right, I'm uh, I'm going to agree with Tyler on this one. I think that Impact took the cake this week. 
Um, it was pointed. It was consistent. Good, good wrestling on the card. Ken Shamrock looks like an animal. I'm behind it. I'm behind it. All right, gentlemen, we have takeover coming up this weekend. And uh, I want to get, I, I want to get real quick. I want rapid fire answers here. Rapid fire answers. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what the match is. I'm going to tell you what the, uh, what is on the line. And I want you to tell me who is going to win. And I want no explanation. I just want your pick. Venetius, I'm going to go to you first on all of these NXT Cruiserweight Championship match. Santos Escobar, Isaiah Swerve Scott. Give it to Santos. Keep it on the man. Kushida goes over Velveteen Dream. Uh, uh, Damian Priest defends uh, against Gargano. Io Shirai defends. Finn Balor defends. It's an all-defense pay-per-view. The, the champions all defend. Okay, so you're saying everybody's going to retain. Everyone will retain. There'll be no title changes. Tyler, what do you think, man? We've got uh, the I've got the card in front of me here. Cruiserweight Championship: Escobar and Isaiah Swerve Scott. I'm going Swerve Scott. Okay, Kushida versus Dream. Uh, I just Kushida. North American Championship ladder match: Priest versus Gargano. I think uh, Gargano takes it. Women's Championship, Shirai and Candice LeRae. Uh, Io Shirai retains. And NXT Championship, Balor versus O'Reilly. Finn Balor stays the champion. All right. I am saying that it's going to be Santos. I am saying that it's going to be Dream because they don't ever push Asian stars on WWE television correctly. Yeah, sure I. <laughs> oh, I man. think Candice LeRae is going to win. Um, I think that Gargano is going to win. Um, and I would I think like that. that. Ba- I, I think that, that Balor yeah. is going to retain. I could see LeRae and, and Gargano doing a little like we were both champions thing. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. All right. So, V, tell us who our guest is for next week, man. Next week is uh, Ariel Levy. He is an international superstar. Um, uh, he started um, – he became a superstar when he was 19 years old. He was in film school. Um, became a huge star in Chile. Um, he basically was in the super bad of, of Chile. Nice. And uh, he became a big star. And uh, he went on one of the late-night shows – and he said that his dream was never to be an actor, was to become a professional wrestler. And so com- companies started calling him because they knew he would be a draw. And then he, um, he became one of the best professional, no, the best professional wrestlers uh, uh, in Chile. Uh, he had a WWE tryout last year. He's personal friends with Chris Jericho, uh, personal friends with a lot of guys. And he's, he's a brother to me. I love him so much like a, like a brother. So he'll be on to talk uh, wrestling. He's, he currently uh, is on the WWE pre-shows uh spanish speaking audience so he's got a pretty interesting perspective the guy loves wrestling so much uh that he basically um you know he'll work a show for 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 you know in front of 100 people instead of going and filming a multi-million dollar movie because he really loves it he i, I say he's the he's the he's the anti-rock he's the rock in reverse he became a movie star first and then he started to wrestle so great guy and uh he has a you know great um yeah, he's a great guy. Great look. And, and it won't be long before he comes to um, the WWE. Unfortunately, actually, there, there's no chance that he's not going to be in WWE within the next year. Uh, but hopefully he isn't so that he can work CCW for the rest of his life. 
and everyone will be happy. But he'll be here next week uh, uh, with us. Excellent, excellent, Tyler. I know you are out of town next week, yes. so we will miss you while we're talking to oh, uh, to, to Mr. Lovey there. And but, uh, but I will have to check it out. I'm definitely uh, happy for uh, him coming on, and definitely will retweet. I it think he would have loved you, Tyler. You're, you're you know you guys are so alike. Uh, yeah, I wish, man. No, I, I believe he's he's. I'm not in his league. I mean, I can dream, but no, know. I'm I'm kidding, Tyler. You're 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 beautiful too. <laughs> In your own now, way. Now I'm blushing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, with that yeah. final note, with <laughs> Venetia's <laughs> laying it on thick to hit on Tyler, we're going to call it a <laughs> no, night here. It has been, this? this has been on behalf of my co-hosts, on behalf of the New Mouth of the South, Tyler Peters, on behalf of the Brazilian Destroyer from Coastal Championship Wrestling, Venetia's, and myself, Ted Cheney, the founder of the Rewind Wrestling Network. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Rewind Wrestling Radio Show. Please go and take our Twitter poll. Help us figure out what our next name of our show is going to be. And we will catch you guys next time.